0: What is up? Welcome to Culture FC, the weekly soccer show that's not really about soccer. We cover lifestyle, music, fashion, politics, all of the things surrounding the beautiful game, just none of the results happening on the pitch. My name is Louie. I'm Mikey. I'm Aggie. And this week we got into a whole bunch of different topics. We're starting off talking about American owners and their influence on the global game in football. We gave an update on Neymar's rape case, and then we dove deep into The absolute absurd backlash that the U.S. women's national team has gotten for scoring 13 goals, as well as talked to quite a bit about uh, the the Women's World Cup as well. And we even got Mikey's prediction on this Women's World Cup. If you enjoy this episode, it would mean the world to us if you could either write us a review or tell somebody about it, because we want to grow, we want to get better, and we need your help to do so. So if you have have an idea on how we can make this show better for you, send us a DM, write us a review, and... Do us a favor: share this podcast with a friend. Let them know, hey, there's this really dumb podcast to listen to with three guys who just talk nonstop about soccer, and we really appreciate that. DMs are open, like you said. Send them. You can follow us on all of our different social media accounts at Trouble Soccer, and we also post the video version of this podcast on YouTube. So check that out over there as well. I just wanted to shout out all of you listeners because I don't know if we ever do that enough, and. I just love the fact that we've been growing week over week over the past several months since we've come back from our break, and it's just been really great to know that you guys are out there listening and helping us grow, so I wanted to just say thank you so much. We wouldn't do this without you, and thanks for listening, honestly, deeply from my heart. I really appreciate it.
1: He's right. I want you all every single one of you hearing this to know, I love you. Seriously. I love you.
0: But all right, guys, enough of our rambling. Let's get into this week's episode.
2: All right, guys, so the first thing we want to talk about today is the fact that Francesco Totti, a Roma legend, left the club today, um, and he had this to say about the current owners. The main focus of certain people has been to remove Romans from A.S. Roma. Over the last eight years since the Americans came in, they tried in every way possible to shove us to one side, and it's what they wanted. In the end, they've succeeded.
0: And... For anybody listening out there, the owner is actually a dude from Boston. Um, yeah.
2: James Pelota,
0: I think that's Not his Paloma. name. Something like that. Something like that.
2: Um, and
0: so shout out Neto. Neto. Neto, knows the guys. So <laughs> shout does, out Neto. Um, but the dude is a businessman from here in Boston, and it's just been—it's crazy to see that the impact that Americans are having on global soccer in the weird absence of their involvement in their own local soccer. So another thing that has happened recently, uh, the guy who owns the New York Cosmos, uh, his name is Rocco Commesso. He was actually born in Italy, became an immigrant to the United States, grew up in the United States. Uh, He went to, I think it was Columbia, New York, and he played soccer there. The stadium's actually named after him. He became a millionaire, a billionaire, actually. found Refounded the New York Cosmos, and for many, many years tried to... I know I'm taking this on a very different journey, <laughs> but it ha- it occurred to me right after you said the quote, Then, but we'll get back to it, trust I n- me. I know what you're talking about already, though. <laughs> so, he basically bought the New York Cosmos and rebuilt them up to, he wanted to have them achieve the heights that they had back in the 70s when they had, you know, Pele and all those people, Franz Beckenbauer, I believe, mm. all those people that they had at one point. And so, for, he tried unsuccessfully for many years and the United States Soccer Federation just completely shut him down. He told them that he wanted to invest five hundred million dollars in soccer in America, and they just basically said no thanks. So, what does this man do? Over the past couple weeks, they officially confirmed that he bought Fiorentina in Italy, and so now, and it's actually become pretty common the having American owners in other yeah. leagues. Uh, we could probably name a couple other ones. Fenway Sports Group owns Liverpool. Mm. Uh, that's the gentleman who owns the Boston Red Sox, and actually, he even LeBron James is part of this group, Fenway Sports Group, that owns uh, Liverpool. And also Stan Kroenke, uh, the dude who owns the Colorado Rapids, the Colorado something else's, and and Mikey's favorite human being on the planet because he (laughs) owns Arsenal Football Club. Oh Oh, my God, I hear his (laughs) name, bro. Could not be my owner. (laughs) Yeah, yours is a Russian oligarch. He's not really that great either, so don't worry. He's not even allowed in England.
1: He bars the heights, right? Oh,
0: hey, and then we forgot one of the biggest ones: the Glazer family that owns Manchester United, who have been literally hemorrhaging and stealing money from the club to pay their debts. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like to hate your owner. Your owner can't even get
1: in the country, okay? (laughs) But I don't hate him. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually
0: fair. What what he's done to Chelsea Football Club is pretty unprecedented. Yeah, yeah. He or,
1: the
2: heights. He might not be able to come watch a game right now, but <laughs> I mean... It was between Stan Kroenke and a Russian oligarch. Just know. And I was not leaning towards Stan Kroenke at all the whole time. We
0: would rather have the injustices and Ill- illegality of oil money mm-hmm. over douchebag hey, Americans. Oh, I
2: have oil money and maybe a good soccer player. <laughs> you, know I, you know what I had
0: myself thinking about the other day? And you guys bared witness to this because it was in our chat group About we talked solely about football. I literally said that I would rather have uh, the royal family of Saudi Arabia run Manchester United than I would an American. <laughs> you did and say I that, know actually. it's kind of <laughs> sketchy because right now Saudi Arabia is, you know, they're one of US's allies. But globally, they're not exactly friendly, you know, they're not ever exactly, you know, family friendly location um, involved in multiple wars and a lot of shady business. But I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like you look at the success that fucking... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Who owns Chelsea? Roman Abramovich. Sorry, I don't know why my brain just had a Hold massive some brain fart. Respect on my man's Sorry, name. I apologize. Uh, you look at the success he's fucking had. You look at the success City have had. As sad as that is to say, okay, City's cheating the whole the whole system. That's true. Chelsea's only cheating it a little bit. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not gonna sneak that in there, all right? Yeah, of course. Um, but I just thought about it. I'm like, dude, like at least they want to win, whereas these Americans just seem to want to take the money out. Yeah. I mean, of course you. That is. Speaking about Stan Kroenke and the Glazers because, you know, AS Rome have been doing pretty well globally recently. Mm. And uh, Liverpool, unfortunately, to the, dis- to the dismay of many, many people, have Yuck. been doing very well as well. Um, but bringing it back I to... I wouldn't
1: even mind Liverpool that bad, but my mortal enemy, Ugh. Gilson, just makes <laughs> it so much worse. <laughs> mortal enemy? Yeah, dude. <laughs> What? <laughs> just, he just
2: talks so much damn shit. <laughs> is that your arch nemesis. Uh, he's up there. So if you Superman eats Kryptonite? No, 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 no. He's oh. like Suther. Oh, I. My favorite part is that the people Kryptonite who Kryptonite listen- is white women. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. So the funniest part about all of this to me is the fact that the listeners to this podcast have no clue who this man is, and no, 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 it's just yeah. like,
1: and honestly, I bring him up. Quite frequently, so they're, they're literally sitting here like, damn, Eggie
2: hates this Gilson guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's sinister. All right. <laughs> he's but, probably like the most evil person you know, but he'll sell you some rocks, mm-hmm. not crack rocks. Granted. 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 He's not Clarify a drug dealer, as far a, as we know. He's the top granite seller. So, uh,
1: you know, I'll advertise for dude, him. If you dude, want to buy off my mortal enemy, let me know. I'll, this dude I'll plug has him. One of the craziest <laughs> profiles in this podcast, I swear to God. People are saying like, "All right, well, he hates him. <laughs> He'll plug his company for him. Like, what? Is, <laughs> and what is he, sells going here? he sells rocks. He sells rocks. And he still like his girlfriend, ex girlfriend. Oh
0: no! He tried to. But all right, before we get too off topic, <laughs> let's get back to AS Roma for a second. Uh, Francesco Totti is an absolute legend of the Italian yes, game. Yes, He is by far like that definition of like a mm-hmm. one club man, legend. Everybody respects yeah, and loves this yeah, man. He's
2: got to be on the AS Roma like Mount Rushmore. Yeah. If not, you know. is the Mount Rushmore. He yeah. Him um, and Daniele De Rossi, I believe. Fair
0: yeah. enough. Uh But Toddy, when he retired, stepped into a backroom role with AS Roma. And this is why he's stepping down even after he hasn't been playing for a couple of years. It's very interesting to see this come to light where you're like, man, it's, you know, the American influence on the global game is apparent, even if we don't talk about it all that often. You know what I mean? Uh, Especially with just how much people pay attention to football here in the United States now that comes from overseas. We've covered that multiple millions of times, especially when we talked about the 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 Chelsea New York the the Wing Revolution game that we went to. Um, but just like the global appeal has just stretched so far. And the Americans, despite not having a crazy big league here and without having the biggest national team, at least from the male standpoint, yeah, yeah. the influence that they have over the game is just enormous. Yeah. It's true. And it's it kind of sad though, because weird. I mean not sad, because clearly there are some clubs that are that are that are prospering. Um, but at the same time, that, that quote that he's like, you know, they're shoving all of the Romans to one side, that kind of hits you know, home. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. clubs are supposed to be local institutions mm. and community-based institutions. They're not just faceless brands. They- and
1: and like, a guy like Todd, who's played for this club his whole life, he's probably been involved in clubs since maybe he was... what. But since he was born, basically. So if he's been there for you know thirty
0: mean? years, and he's what, like almost forty. He's been so there since for since he's ten years old, you know if I mean? not even a little younger. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So for him to come out and and we'll, we'll call it is a little bit a little bit of slander towards his own club. You know, it's got you. You know, it's got to be serious. He would never say a bad word about Roma unless he felt he absolutely had to. You know right.
0: What I mean? Absolutely. I think that's a major point too, because the dude bleeds absolutely. Red for he would Roma.
1: never say a bad yeah. word about that club, but clearly something going on there is so bad that he he
0: has to speak up. Yeah, and it's you know. Clubs need to have that local root. You know, clubs can be bigger than just that one location, of course. But what happens that is, what's bad is that when the club just loses its identity. Yeah. And that is crucial. You know what I mean? I think that the identity is what people connect to, and it's not just a bunch of players playing. Like, I I, I want to ask you guys this question. Like, when you started supporting, you know, Arsenal and Chelsea, respectively, of course, at the beginning, it was because there was good football, right? It, It, the sport is what attracted us there, but. How would you say your impact, like, your your fandom, in a way, has grown as you've kind of paid more attention to the locality of things in the club or oh, yeah, those smaller things, you know? Absolutely.
1: I uh, Honestly, I started watching Chelsea, because, as you guys know, because of Fernando Torres. He made the transfer there, was a huge Torres guy. And just the more and more I watched the team, obviously he didn't start off too hot. He didn't do great. But the more and more I watched the team, the more and more
2: I got involved with the club, I just, you fall in love with it, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, like, I'll tell people now to this day, like, I have baseball teams I root for. I played baseball my entire life. Basketball Same. teams, football teams, whatever. It doesn't matter. But nothing, nothing feels more than Arsenal. And I just think it's that, the sense of community. There is a genuine community. Mm. There's people out there that are, like me, willing to die for my club. And you know what I mean? And you don't have that here.
1: And we're going to put that to the test later on.
0: <laughs> oh, so this is why you guys brought me here, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no,
1: no, like like what Mike said, you know what I mean. You just get a sense of like you're part of something bigger. Yeah, and yeah. no, no sport has the emotion the football has flat out. You know what I mean? There's no sport I can watch a regular season game in any other sport. And of course, you want your team you're rooting for to win. But if they lose, eh, you can check it up to bad luck or whatever happened. Better team, Chelsea lose. This is a matter of the better team. They played bad. What it is my day is ruined. <laughs> oh yeah, my my week is done too. Absolutely. If it's a week, if it's a Saturday morning game, don't talk to me Saturday and half a Sunday. Maybe Sunday night.
0: Sheesh. And so, like, overall, though, what do you guys think of American owners' influence on the game globally versus, you know, investing it more closer to home? Because as we just talked about, a club needs to be local to a degree. It needs to have its root in a community. And we see so many examples of owners who are American, who live in America, who in some instances have successful sports franchises here Yet they're not investing in the sport here. They're sending their millions of dollars overseas, and then taking more money from us as Americans in terms of bringing games here and bringing yep. sponsorship stuff here, and literally exporting it outside of America. Isn't that in a weird way a lost opportunity for soccer in America? Oh, for sure.
1: I also think it's a part of it's partly due infrastructure too. Like, I mean, no offense, if I was if I had all this money and I was looking to invest in the sport, I'm not investing in an American team. The way MLS is set up and everything, like
2: no uh, pro rel, nothing exactly. Like, you you don't want to be a part of this, actually. Yeah, it's, it's so pricey and steep to get involved in the MLS anyway right now, I feel like. And you're paying a bunch of old players, past their time, a lot of money. You know what I mean? Like, some of them do do well, like on some of them do.
0: And there is a, a change in many clubs. Like, for example, Atlanta, like, they don't have an old aging squad. They have right. a young squad, and they're well-rounded, but they're one of the minority You know, they're an out. They're an outlier. If you look at Stan Kroenke's other team, the Colorado Rapids, they are garbage. They are hot garbage. (laughs) They are literally hot garbage. Uh, Anything Stan Kroenke does is actually garbage.
1: Couldn't agree more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But it's 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 really fucking awful for for America. Like we have, we could probably count right now four big uh, owners who have invested over a billion dollars oh, in absolutely. soccer overseas and none of that money has mm-hmm. really seen the light of day here in America. And I mean, just just like we mentioned, look at Liverpool, look at Fenway Sports Group,
1: look at what they've done with that damn team. If you told me four years ago Liverpool would, be in a, would even
0: be in a Champions League final, I would have laughed at you. Absolutely. Now they're the fucking you. cup holder. Like, they won the damn thing. I literally, what, what, Pains me about Gilson is that back to our nemesis yep. on the show here, he didn't fucking get to experience the the banter. Years no, for he Liverpool. didn't. He
1: started with Liverpool last year, his first fucking year rooting. They make the Champions League final. The next year, they win the damn
2: thing. I saw a fucking graph and it said from twenty thirteen <laughs> they were valued at four hundred million. Today they're valued at one point one billion.
0: Ugh. It's insane, stupid. And like the other thing about it is too is that it wasn't like Fanway Sports Group didn't invest in their sports at home. The Red Sox just won the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, and they have one of the the only baseball teams in the country that continue to sell out every single game. Basically, mm-hmm. they have one of the. Oh, I mean, mind you, it's old. Fenway Park is old, but it's yeah. one of the most iconic things in Boston. Say, yeah, Fenway Park's old, not by choice. It just says it's it's Boston infrastructure, historic. politics, yeah, historical, at point, at the, a lot of this point different it's things.
2: Historic and I don't think they want to change it's it. Like no. It's like it's like kind of like Wrigley. They don't. They'll never change Wrigley. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so you know, basically, my whole point was that with that was that. You know, they could still have invested in two different sports. You just have to look at how John Henry does business. And the dude's a winner. I'm sorry. He just... Like, the Sox have won how many uh, World Series under his watch? Wow, well, Plenty. What,
1: three, four now?
0: Like, and yet, then he goes and invests in Liverpool. Yeah, four, four. And these assholes make two Champions League finals and win one. And now they have one of the... And this is the thing that's different, Right. Talk about Talking about Tottenham the other day, and I was thinking about how they much they have grown as... Sorry, Michael. I know we're really not on topics that you enjoy, but <laughs> let's just, you know, roll with it for Like bit. Mikey's in there like, oh, my God. Why the hell did I join up with
2: you? <laughs> Y'all literally told me to come to get jumped. This is it. <laughs> this was a setup.
1: If it helps, if it helps... Two things: I didn't bring up Tottenham, and two, I don't love it either. <laughs> we can really just look at Louis after and him.
0: But my whole point about Tottenham is that they have benefited so much from the globalization of the sport. They have a, they probably have more Tottenham supporters in America than they probably do in the neighborhood of Tottenham in London. Not th- I mean, of okay, course, Tottenham, the neighborhood of Tottenham and London is not really. Oh, but no, I, 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 I get what you make because London's blue. You know what I mean? Oh God. I'm not getting involved in this. You guys, I'm not the one bringing it up. But I just think that they have benefited so much from, you know, they've participated in the ICC pretty much every time it comes yep. to the United yep. States. They've been growing their their support here in the States. And, you know, they've benefited majorly from this globalization thing. Yeah. I lost my first talk because I keep laughing for at sure. you two yeah. assholes. <laughs> you guys can't even, Mikey
1: is just death, death staring me for that London is blue comment. He wants to go at me so bad.
0: That's but he's man. holding
2: his cool. He's holding his cool man, over there. We lost uh, Europa League, whatever. I'm going to just keep quiet for the rest of the summer, bro. I'm <laughs> holding all my comment. Just know if Arsenal turns up at some point and we one point away from the top, I'm screaming it I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh,
0: I remember my point. My point was that when Liverpool started tapping into this globalization, what you got to remember is that Liverpool were one of the biggest clubs on yeah. the planet. They were in the 80s. Like Liverpool was fucking everywhere. I wasn't alive, so I mean take that with a <laughs> grain of salt. But you could literally look it up. These motherfuckers were one of the biggest clubs on the planet. And so when they start to being, they start to be good again, and they start becoming global again, they were able to explode because yeah. they were already dormant. Not dormant, their Liverpool fans are no, everywhere. They were a sleeping
1: giant. You know what I mean? Yeah. People were waiting for them to go to good to really get back on the hype train, and. Liverpool fans were not in hiding, but they were kind of staying quiet, waiting for their time.
2: Well, because it was time. the banter years. The oh, absolutely. Every, it. You're right. You're right. United is currently in the middle of it. Yeah. So, like, this is kind of crazy, too, because, like, I started getting into soccer around, like, 2010. So, I was, for a lot, was, like, Liverpool's dormant year. Oh, yeah. Last year, when they played City in the Champions League semifinal. That was wild. Those scenes were insane. Dude, just City, the bus driving to the stadium. I didn't know Liverpool had that many fans.
0: Dude, they, no, I'm telling you, they are literally, like, <laughs> yeah. they are, they were, ah, this is my favorite. I'm so excited to say this. They were what Manchester United is today, in terms of the size. They never reached the heights that Man United have today, but that's what they were like, you know what I mean? Like, we're, Man talk, United, we're talking
2: like Sir Alex Ferguson Man United, right?
0: No, I'm talking about Man United in general, because they are the biggest club in the world right now. Oh. <laughs>
1: Okay, hold on. Anyway. We are going to take a quick
0: time out and address that column. No, we're not, because we're moving on to our next topic, because <laughs> oh. <laughs> the... Uh, we'll, we'll sneak that back in. Nah, but no, anyway... We'll let that side. Go ahead. Give me the next topic. But no, no. I'm saying let's just recap this first topic, since we've, <laughs> we've gone so many directions <laughs> from there. Yeah, Sorry, folks. Sorry. Um, I just think it's wild that all this money is being invested in foreign soccer, when like... I'm not saying don't do it. Like, go do it. Fucking look at John Henry. The dude has literally a successful baseball team and mm -hmm. a successful football club. The formula
1: that are followed, it's clearly working. It just sucks that that formula can't be replicated here in the state. Or or they're not trying to replicate it here.
0: I think both. Because of the structure of the way the MLS and the United States Soccer Federation are opposed to anything that doesn't bring dollars into their pocket, it's bullshit. And it's such a short-sighted View Because if they allowed soccer to grow as a powerhouse here in America, because of how many rich motherfuckers live in this country and want to spend their money on something that people enjoy, it could benefit the MLS and the U.S.S.F. 70 million times over in the future. But they are in such a short sighted path right now. And
2: I agree with you completely. They don't see the long term. They don't see how it could benefit or how this could. You know what I mean? Like we're one of the biggest countries in the world. And like this could grow if you really wanted it to. And they don't see that. And they honestly don't even have the faith in their own country. Well, they don't
0: want to, though. That's the thing. They cap it now and do the things that they do now because it brings them more money now. And that's the extent of it. They don't think about it in longer than like a year or two terms. They don't look at it and go, fuck, if we implement this plan, right, in 20 years time, the United States Soccer Federation, the league, can be one of the strongest in the world. Instead, they're so much happier to continue doing the bullshit that they do today by charging $200 million for an expansion fee for a league that has no time of even stopping. They're going to probably grow to 40 teams, you know what I mean? And they're just going to keep piling in those millions and putting it back into their own pockets. And so it's like, yeah, if you guys want to be selfish, be selfish. But think about it in terms of like, if you invest in the sport, in 30 or 20 years time, that team that you invested 20 years back can be worth a million times more. And it's just, it's crazy to me.
2: Exactly. And before we head out, um I don't know if you saw this I think it was two weeks ago last week um another American investor just bought a French club they bought AS Nancy Ooh. um so for 10 million dollars so watch that too that at all that's interesting or 10 million 100 million something crazy something like that yeah, yeah I mean
0: million. but what was also crazy I didn't even mention the values uh earlier when Rocco Camiso bought Fiorentina he spent 125 million dollars for a club that has existed for Almost 100 years, has won titles, has a a fan base already established, and that is still $75 million cheaper than what someone will have to pay to join the MLS next year. Just let that sink in for a second to anyone listening. $125 million for an established club with a stadium, with a fan base, with records, with titles that have been around for 90, 90 90 plus years. And the MLS is charging these dickheads $200 million for a team that doesn't exist with no fans yet that still has to build the stadium all of this bullshit just to make themselves richer. Just let that just let that sink in while we move on to the next topic. But all right, guys. <laughs> we've spent the last several weeks talking about Neymar's rape case and we're going to provide a quick update on week three of us covering this. Yep. Um, I want Mikey to start us off because he told us something before we got the cameras rolling that we just really need to talk about. Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> so Neymar Jr. himself came out and said, "Aka Daddy, yeah, mm-hmm. you Happy know who Father's he is. Day, Daddy." <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, someone was calling him Daddy, all right, because <laughs> he came out and told everyone that he did spank her, Ooh. but but <laughs> at her request.
0: All righty then, yeah. so dirty in Paris, folks, and. So make, make of that what you will. The second part of the update, too, is that Neymar, this past Thursday, in crutches and all, uh, had to go to the police station, I believe, in Sao Paulo and uh, sit for five hours with authorities giving his side of the story. And he then had a press conference right after. It was a quick, short one. They didn't ask him too many questions. But he came out and said, I'm calm. I appreciate all the messages I have received so far. He stated, the truth appears sooner or later. And just showed his uh, gratitude to everybody who had been supporting him in these times. For anybody who has been listening, was listening to this episode but hasn't listened to the other two, which is weird in and of itself, but whatever. (laughs) um, Neymar has been accused of rape by this woman who he flew out to Paris to bang, and then she tried to film him attacking her, but it didn't really work out. And then now the whole world is looking at this case, and it's very very interesting. But uh, basically. He also, the authorities are now saying that there is no need for the two of them to come face to face at any yeah. point during this trial. Uh, they want to keep it separate because there is no need. Um, and I agree. I agree. I think that they're good. I think that yeah. plenty has been exposed abo- of each's personal mm-hmm. life and they have been basically been talked about on every news channel that isn't in yeah, the United basically. States absurd amounts. And so it's still nothing really concrete has really come out over the last week, but just uh, it's just crazy to see the, the heights that this is hitting you know what i mean um but and then egg said something to me earlier too that i think was super important um yeah
1: about the so it sounds like at least they're gonna try to but it sounds like police are possibly charging or I think i don't know the exact wording but it's pretty much like defamation of character i think it's
0: almost like a countersuit from yeah. neymar's camp to yeah. be like oh cool you're, char- you're trying to say that neymar raped you well we're gonna yeah. counter-sue you exactly. for like Basically defamation the, of character they were, were saying,
1: Yeah, so They were saying, like, this didn't happen. You know it didn't happen. You're soiling his name. And honestly, let's be honest, his name's worth a lot of damn money. Oh, yeah. So she might have some shit on her hands, too, if she doesn't pull up some uh,
2: some decent evidence pretty soon. Yeah, like, things could have got really bad for Nate if he didn't come oh, out with absolutely. that. absolutely. He could have lost every single sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And they, he was on the brink of it. until was, that was until of, until, And that's
1: probably a big reason why he stepped up and did what he did. So, honestly, I don't blame them for sending the suit her way. Because if she's bullshit, she'll back right off, hopefully. And if she's not bullshit,
2: well, down goes Nay. And I know I haven't been on this show in a while. And I have missed what you guys have said about it. But, like, for a lot of people to call Neymar a child, say he's a kid, he has a childish mentality. I think what he did by leaking everything and opening up to the world and showing them everything is probably one of the, like, I... Don't even know where i was gonna go with it, but it's <laughs> super brave, super brave, super like it's just like you don't. That's very. He's an adult. He's being an adult about it. You know what I mean. A lot of players could have yeah. handled it different ways. Oh, but
1: my favorite part is just the whole screen video or like the video screen just going down, scrolling mm-hmm. past the nudes and seeing Davy Luca dribbling in the background of his WhatsApp uh, <laughs> screen. Top five oh, yeah, cause moment. Because he has his WhatsApp yep, background. Yep. Was his son. WhatsApp background is <laughs> his son dribbling a soccer ball, and he's just scrolling through nudes. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. That's so great.
2: Like how you gonna like text Shorty back? Like, let me see. Oh, 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 Davi. Davi. oh, I made
1: eye contact with Davi. Damn.
0: You know, it it sucks because unfortunately, I think Neymar's name will be at least a little smudged in after all of this. Yeah. Despite not wanting to be and like everyone knowing that it might not, he might not have done it. But unfortunately, he's such a big name, and people already have so many opinions on him in general Mm -hmm. this is only gonna just give those assholes more fuel you know what i mean like people already hate him for you know being a diver and just being this playboy uh, like dude on instagram all this stuff and so he people already have plenty of reasons to hate the guy if you know what i mean and people forget how good of a footballer he really is because they start to just see him as a public figure and so like i just think that no matter how much he proves himself to be innocent. There's still going to be those assholes out there who are just going to look at it and Every go, time, yeah. He's just a dickhead,
2: you know, but... People have hated Neymar since he was 17 coming on for Santos.
0: Right, exactly.
2: So, they're going to hate him. They hated him for his haircut. Yeah. They're going to hate him, whatever. They'll happened.
1: find something to complain about every time. For real. It's inevitable. Every player has that. Every every top player has it.
0: Yeah. And it's just... It's crazy. If you want to see a comparison of a, of a similar situation, is how Cristiano Ronaldo is handling his... Uh, rape case. You know what I mean? Mm. It's kind of crazy that... I mean, of course, I think the degree is super different here. Uh, the woman was never really revealed publicly, or she was revealed publicly, but it wasn't as crazy as yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Not not the depth that Nay went. And so, it's crazy to see that these are happening almost in parallel. And... Recently for anybody listening you might think oh but they actually canceled that rape case with with Cristiano Ronaldo that's actually not true what they did was just yeah. changed where the case is being taken care of they canceled it in one of the court systems and they're just opening it in a different court system that makes more sense for what it pertains yeah, to. I'm pretty yeah.
2: sure now it's open in a federal court case.
0: I believe it is. Yeah. Rather than a local. Or I one. think it was
2: Nevada. Because it
0: was, it apparently happened in Las Vegas. So now they basically took it out of a state legislation into whatever the federal level is. I don't know. But just interesting to compare and contrast, not that either of them are really comparable, but it's just like, yeah, how a top level athlete is dealing with these things. But alrighty, guys, moving along to our next big topic. And this is where I'd like, we probably would like an apology from Egg. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but last week, the United States women's national team kicked off their first game of the Women's World Cup. And they won 13 to nothing, which is the single most goals scored in a Women's World Cup match ever. And the women are now just four, they were just four goals shy of breaking the record for the most goals scored in a group stage, which was set in 1995 by Norway at 17. And then yesterday happened, and the US women are now only one goal shy of tying it with another game left to go. But basically, Egg on this show, and I actually agreed with him for a little bit, we talked about how Alex Morgan was was a little overrated. And then (laughs) listen, listen, okay.
1: I'll take the blame here. I brought it up. Okay. I'll say I gotta say Alex, I'm sorry. (laughs) I did probably a day or two before the tournament started to say she was overrated. I'm man enough to admit I was wrong. <laughs> she came out hot. She did her thing. What was it? Five goals. Five goals to what assist. So she's involved in the seven damn goals. <laughs> listen, I'm, I apologize for what I said. I mean, I mean, I take it back. But at the same time, I deserve a little praise. Clearly, she heard me. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> motivation. So listen, Alex, I'm sorry.
2: America, you're welcome. <laughs>
1: That's kind of the way I'm feeling.
2: You know I mean? Bro, you just took it from like a ex trying to get back with his girl after he was like she ain't shit and he said thank you. I'm the reason you the shit now. Yo,
0: that was yeah. the best spin I've ever seen. You ever thought about a clear career in politics? Like that was pretty cool. Yeah, I've thought about it, but you know what I mean. I'm not white enough. Bro,
2: bro, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking about this right now. You might be my arch nemesis after this. <laughs> so you and Gilson about to start like a Legion of Doom type of thing?
1: I I'm Superman, I'm starting a of Legion of Doom. You're not Superman no more, cuz. Okay, well, like I said, I'm sorry. I slandered your name, and clearly the slander was unwarranted. So, prove me wrong a little bit more. Go out. Are we are playing? So, Sweden. That'll oh, be a good game. It'll be a good-ass game. Go out there, score a
2: hat trick, and really shut me up. And then lift up your shirt and have an undershirt say, Thank you, Eggy." Exactly.
1: That's all I ask. I don't think I'm asking too much. <laughs> Just like, you know what I mean? I'm sitting up here. I'm apologizing to the people. I just feel like she had recognition for the positive I've done, too. <laughs> but yeah, next time, I'm going to get my fucking mouth shut because I, I had words for her here. And boy, did I regret every single one of them. As so. you should.
0: But mm-hmm. the people who didn't regret their words were the plethora of assholes across the planet who said that it was disrespectful oh, I saw that. Oh for the United States women's national team to score 13 goals. Um, If you're not watching the video version of this podcast, I'm pretty sure all three of us just rolled our eyes and Mikey was holding his face. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, what happened was the United States absolutely battered Thailand 13 to nothing. And it it was very unfair to the Thai people. But that's not the point of the tournament. And that's not the United States women's problem. They qualified, right? (laughs) Before I dive into my opinion, I want to hear your guys. Right off the bat, how do you feel about this as a statement? And what do you think about it?
1: Um, I think anyone that's complaining about the 13 goals first off get a fucking life. Okay, thank Flat you. Flat out. They scored 13. It's an absolute insane amount for a World Cup game. But that's not their fault. You're punishing them for being good, like too good. And all that if they if they pull back and they don't go as hard as they, they don't go 100%, it's disrespectful to every fan in the stands that that, that bought a ticket.
0: Not to mention, it's almost more disrespectful to the Thai team exactly. because it's basically saying you're not worth us playing at 100%. Exactly. Let these, these Thai women tried just as hard as the US
1: women and did everything they can to qualify for this tournament got here. Let them compare themselves to the best of the best. Now, the one thing I will say that maybe didn't they didn't have to do was they didn't have to get do a group dance for the 13th goal. I get it. Maybe leave that alone. Ooh. But. Nah. But. Okay, Mikey's all for it. But at the same time, the Thai women had no problem with it. The coach, the captain all came on and said, we had no problem with it. We, like, we were just thankful to play against them and thankful that, that they were just very appreciative of getting the chance to play against them. And even, I think it was a Thai captain, tweeted. About it, and Carly Lloyd tweeted back. and said like they had a nice thing, nice thing back and forth. You know, because I, mean? I
0: think Carly Lloyd actually the the words that she said to her at full time was what the Thai captain tweeted out, basically I think being so. like, I "Thank you so. so much for your words. It meant so much." And Carly Lloyd was like, "No, but you're right." On to the next one, and they like they were building exactly. that rapport, exactly. they were building that team, like that chemistry with like. Which is a good thing. Yeah. So basically, my, but I the way I feel about it is I don't
1: think there's anything wrong with it. And if you do think there's something wrong with it...
0: Don't fucking this, watch the sport. Don't watch Go the fuck off. And,
1: and second, these t- the women who were on the field that lost 13-0 do have no problem with it.
0: I mean, they have a problem with it because they don't want to lose 13-0. Boy, but they, not didn't from like, like a- they didn't like losing. <laughs> they don't care that the U.S. women didn't pull back. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? So if, if the women who were on the field for the battering
2: can see the positive, why the hell can't you? All right. So I might get a lot of (laughs) slander, but I honestly think it is an American way of thinking um, that they should have stopped scoring and stopped celebrating. I feel like the Americans have developed a a very soft, soft mentality where they believe that everyone deserves a participation trophy. Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves to have something. If first place gets it, last place gets it. And to be honest, and that's, I tie it to also why we don't have pro-rel. Because they don't want to f- make people feel bad about themselves. It's just like...
0: And because they want, they don't yeah. want to, you know, rich people losing their money seems bad true, in America. True. But whatever. Yeah. But no, I really I don't think you should get any slander for that comment. You're, you're 100% right.
2: So, if the U.S. women, doesn't matter if it was France, Brazil, doesn't matter. If they score 13... They're going to do the same thing.
0: Like, this wasn't a friendly, people. This wasn't a friendly. This was the World Cup. And what some of the players came out and said afterwards was, was, it hit home so hard. It was like, these players have trained their entire lives. They've been training since the age of, like, Mm 9, 10, whatever the fuck it was, to get to the stage because they saw their heroes do this back when they were kids. Yep. Like, they talked about, like, how much excitement they were. Like, some of the girls who scored during that game... It was their first, it was time their first f- goal. It yeah. was their first appearance yeah. in a World Cup. And you don't want them to fucking celebrate? Get the fuck out of exactly. here. And no, don't forget either,
1: Sweden is a damn good team. There is a very strong possibility that Sweden comes out and ties or beats the USA. Let's say they tie the next game. Both teams go in on seven points. That goal differential comes into play, folks. USA played Thailand first. They can't go in here thinking, oh, Sweden won't score 13. Sweden's a damn good team. They could fucking do the same. They didn't, obviously. Yeah. But you can't say anything in Sweden won't do it because guess what? What if Sweden does? USA gets a second gets second spot in the group. Now they they have a tougher road to the final. No, batter them. Get your fucking
0: goal differential up. Get the first spot. Especially because that's such a big part of the group stage. Exactly. There's only three games. A lot of times, uh, countries end up on the same amount of points. Goal differential is the dividing factor. Mm -hmm. That's a huge point. Yep. And it's just like.
2: I honestly don't see why they're slandering the U.S. women team. Like I saw Taylor Twellman say something, and it's just like they're doing things that other people in America haven't done. Haven't won a World Cup. Like let the women do what they want to do, let them score how they want to do. They're doing what other people can't, and they're winning World Cups.
0: Mm -hmm. It's just absurd that like the the U.S. women start kick off their defense campaign in the best way possible. Yet the American media is absorbed with this. Bullshit! Backwards idea. Well, maybe they shouldn't have scored so much. Like, shut the fuck up. These are the world champions. Okay,
1: maybe Tana should defend better. Like, you could you could spin it. You yeah, blame them.
0: oh it's absurd. Like, we we never talk about women's soccer in America. Never, except for during the World Cup. And then when we do, we don't even talk about it in the right way.
2: Yeah. We, we, what but, are we doing? But goddamn, if the U.S. football team, like American football, scored forty-eight points to one of European
0: teams, zero. Americans. Oh, wait, but you're, but you're assuming that there's American football in Europe, bro. Sure,
2: <laughs> They don't even care for our sport. They call us hand egg. It's just an analogy, guys. No, I'm no,
0: sorry. No. Go back to your analogy. I do apologize. Just know if
2: the U.S., like, American football team, I'm talking about pigskin type shit. Okay. If they went out and played another team, like a World Cup type thing, and they crushed them... You're going to tell me that those guys wouldn't be pumped.
1: Look at the US, the, the Olympics. The basketball team crushes teams. We Pretty much like, every we year. We Nigeria by like 50. You never saw anybody complain. Yeah. We start dunking. We start throwing off the backboard. Nobody in America complains. Get out of here.
0: It's, it's, oh my
2: God. It's, I almost had the hottest take of the world, but I'm just nah, not do not Nah, don't, don't stop
0: it. But well, let the hate flow.
2: People are just mad because the women did it.
0: Dude, you know what? <laughs> I agree with that shit. It's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous. Like, you kind of got a point. It's such bullshit. Like, why do these news corporations who never care about the U.S. women's Mm -hmm. team ever, the women have been trying to fight for equality for fucking years and no one would, it took really long time for these corporations to even give them screen time to even talk about it. And now when they are dominating their sport and being the best at what they do, they're getting hate for it. It makes no sense. It's I, I it's the most backwards thing. It's like a bizarro world version of a real problem. Mm-hmm.
1: It makes it makes no sense to get mad over. It. Like I don't appreciate your team what they're doing. That's exactly. All
0: you want to get mad about women's soccer? Do yourself a favor and educate yourself on the fight that they are doing for equality. And maybe fi- and and then maybe have all of those news cameras and news organizations talk about that. Please stop mm-hmm. wasting your time fucking talking about if they score too many goals or not, if it's disrespectful for the other team or not. We are disrespecting our own players here in America by saying that they're not equal to the men's side, which have not even done one decimal point of what the women have done. They didn't even make the last tournament. Oh, and here's my favorite stat of all. The U.S. women have scored scored more goals in that game against the Thai Mm -hmm. women than the United States men's national team have done in four combined World Cups.
2: Yeah, but if Clinton Dempsey and Landon Donovan had scored 13 goals, they would have fucking put them in Mount Rushmore, right?
0: Probably. Absolutely. Probably. And yet, the women who are actually the best in women's soccer history mm-hmm. get weird ass things said about them. It's so weird. One, they don't get paid enough as men.
2: Now they can't score enough of them. Fuck out of here. It's weird, man. But
1: I don't know. I just Pe- thought that was ridiculous. Yeah. Piggybacking off that, show, I have a question for you too. Um, the Chelsea women's coach, her name slips my mind right now, but she said, Kimon said that she doesn't think it's a sexist conversation to start talking about smaller pitches and goals for the women's game.
0: My response to that is watch this World Cup and tell me that you need to change something. Like, why do you need to make the adapt the game to women? Because that, you're basically admitting that they can't do what the men do by saying yeah. that the goal is needs to be smaller and the pitch needs to be smaller. See,
1: it's funny, because I disagree with the pitch thing. I think the pitch hasn't really changed. The goal thing, I think she has a point. I'm I think, looking I at think- some of these goalies, and half the girls, ha- I mean, I shouldn't call them girls, I apologize. Half of these women... They're barely reaching the crossbar, man. You can't be expected to guard somebody you can't even reach.
0: Mo, well, my defense to that is if you watch the Chile USA game that happened okay, yesterday, that was
1: ridiculous. That lady put on a
0: clinic. So here is the thing: the USA won three to nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Or I am sorry, three to one, three to nothing. I don't remember three nothing, I three believe. nothing. Uh, they actually had over thirty shots on goal. This goalkeeper was pulling saves out of everywhere. Yeah, she was making saves that you know. I couldn't believe. it. Who the it. fuck's the U.S. men's goalkeeper right now? I don't even know who starts for them. Zach Steffen is it Zach Steffen? Steffen. Oh no, he's a baller. I was gonna say that she could do more, but Zach Steffen's pretty good. Um. <laughs> anyway, I think oh, whatever. I don't want to compare them, but anyway, she was pulling out saves that she had no business making. These were phenomenal quality saves. So yeah, my she, defense, she clinic flat out. My defense to this argument that they, they it, it needs to be equal. That's always been my biggest thing. Mm. The, soccer is a sport that it. It truly is about equality. You could have a guy like Peter Crouch, who's almost, uh, I don't know, 10 feet tall. How fucking tall is he? Yeah, he's probably like 6'5", six,
1: 6'6". Six, six.
0: And then you could have someone as short as like, who's a really short player?
1: Hazard. Hazard. Tiny is at least like 5'6".
2: But there, I feel like there's been shorter players. Oh, for Chucky sure. Chucky Lozano's like 5'3". Chucky like, Lozano's a short dude. Is he um, really that little? No, he's not that small. Dude. I mean, he's Chucky Lozano's small. tiny. And nicely guy. Wasn't
0: Valderrama pretty cool. tiny, too? He just had big hair.
2: Yeah, Waldemar was tiny. Yeah,
1: he's pretty tiny. Gianfranco Zola was little. Yeah, Dude, Messi's tiny. Messi's not the real. biggest guy. So anyway, it, it's always been Hazard's about five six, something like that. You can look it up and correct me, but yo, we should like hire a fact
0: checker sometimes. But then again, I don't know if I want to know if I'm right or wrong. Yeah, right I don't. Cause...
1: I don't want to pay somebody to tell me I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you guys for that.
2: <laughs> I'm coming back as fact checker. Just to, y'all don't got to pay me just so I can tell y'all y'all
0: wrong. <laughs> but it's. I think that it should be equal. I don't know. I don't want to change anything about the sport. No, I and I thought
1: the same thing too. It's just, it's crazy because the average height for a male goalie is about 6'2", I believe, 6'3", something in that range. The average height for a female goalie is like 5'7", 5'8".
0: It's a big gap. I mean, yeah, but is that a problem of genetics per se, or is it that we haven't grown the sport enough to a point where we are valuing different body types within women athletes? Because the way I'm seeing it, right, like the WNBA, their average height, much higher than the average female height, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, but the way I see it is like even in a, the the men's game, if you're a short keeper, you just don't have a good chance, unfortunately. Right, right. And it's been weeded out through years because you'll have to go through so many different clubs and youth coach careers and everybody kind of, uh, you know, makes those choices for you. In other words, they're usually going to put the big dude at the back in front of goal because he's it's easier for him to cover the whole goal. True. My viewing on it is let's grow the women's game, get more women involved in the game, and eventually that issue of potentially not being the biggest in front of net will correct itself. That's the way I view it. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. But but I don't think that changing the way the game is played is beneficial in the long run. Maybe right now it helps a little bit, but I don't I don't agree.
2: I don't agree on the pitch size, but goal size is something I would think of.
0: But doesn't that fundamentally change how the game is played, though?
2: Yeah. But at the same time, like, the way women are made and the way men are made, it's just like, it's just two different yeah. things. You know what I mean? I mean, almost
1: every sport is different. Look at softball, bigger ball, basketball. Women use a smaller ball. Exactly. And now, man, if they don't change it, I have no problem with it. Women have women can, as you've seen from the World Cup, it's been exciting as shit. They can clearly play just as good
0: and make it fun as, just as we do. And that, right, what you just said is my point, is... Why do we need to change it? We just we are we are currently seeing what the women can do right now in this World Cup. Mm-hmm. This is the biggest example of how great a women's World Cup can be and yeah, how great it is to invest in the World There's there's a,
1: there's a lot of evidence that shows that nothing needs nothing needs to be changed. I just found it a very thought provoking quote. You know what I mean? Especially came from the Chelsea women's coach. Obviously, yeah.
2: <laughs> I did see that and I, it did make me think. about Yeah, it.
1: yeah, it definitely it's thought provoking. I mean, I, like I said, I see nothing wrong with keeping it the way it is, and I see nothing wrong with changing it. just the goal size, the pitch. I don't think that should be changed at all. Definitely not. I don't agree with that being changed. The goal size, I I'd under, I understand that conversation, and I can understand both sides as well. But again, like like, like you said, I get making it smaller just because these, these women keepers are a bit smaller. But at the same time, you've seen from the World Cup that we're watching now that it's exciting
0: as fuck. Yeah, that's the way it is.
1: That's just... I thought it was a cool debate to have.
0: Absolutely. Let us know what you think out there. If you think that the women's game should be tailored to fit the women better or do you think that they fit the game just fine as it is love to hear your opinion out there though i feel like that invite might welcome a lot of hate comments but fuck it whatever yeah why
1: not? if we get hate comments we get we'll th- just, whatever yeah it if is they, what they it. got hate
2: comments just see me on the ones yeah
1: <laughs> twitter finger turn, turn trigger fingers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you got a
2: problem at me on twitter i'll dm you we can figure out the location come on <laughs>
0: Mikey really bought that sauce today, huh? Yeah.
1: You know what? Actually, not throw me in that too. Go ahead, DM me. Send it. <laughs>
2: I catch a flight to get someone's
0: hands. Same. I don't care.
1: Same. I'll travel with anybody that's under the under six feet tall. If you're over six feet, don't DM me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: no, if you're over, hit me up. Okay, oh God. You yeah, right.
1: you have a little more size than me, so you can take that on. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> inviting that.
0: But all right, Michael. You weren't here last week, and Egg and I did a little bit of a prediction oh, of yeah. the Women's World Cup. Yes. Have you been watching the Women's World Cup?
2: I've been keeping an eye. I've been keeping my eye on it. I have been.
0: Um, Egg and I predicted who we want, not the, not who we actually thought was going to be in the final. Mm-hmm. We played the game of who would you want to see in the final, regardless of how the bracket breaks yeah. up and things but like yeah, that. Don't start
1: thinking about like who's going with side. Just think the two teams you would want to see in the final, just because the of style of play, because you like them, because whatever.
2: Brazil and USA. Okay. That
1: was Louis' answer. Now, what do you think the score of that game would be? Let's see how similar he is to you.
2: Four two USA.
1: What did you say? Three one. What?
0: I said three one USA. Yeah, but so what's
1: USA. your reasoning behind
0: wanting to see Brazil and USA in the final?
2: Well, Brazil's play style is always intrigued me. They're fancy, they're technical, but the US, like they're just like I think oh, they're right. killers. Dude, I think they're killers. Like said, they have, they have a killer
0: mentality. Unlike the men, and like they don't play around. Oh, I said to Egg last week the and this was actually proven in yesterday's game. The US women have. The best starting 11 and the best second 11 in the whole world, man. Yeah. As exemplified by Chile, they didn't start Alex Morgan. Mm-hmm. They didn't start they made seven changes to the lineup, the one thirteen zero. 0. And who do they bring in? 2015 MVP Carly Lloyd to start, who almost scored a hat trick. Like, the, 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 the depth of this US team is. I almost wish that the US could have fielded two teams in this World Cup USA 1 and USA A. <laughs> not because i think one's better than the other split it up east coast usa usa east they usa west and then just let them play i think everyone else <laughs>
1: fact check me if you want but i'm like 90% sure one of the one of the women after the game yesterday said like we have the two best teams in the world like in one squad i don't I'm doubt so it. sure that comment was made by one of our us women
0: absolutely and that's just pretty awesome yeah it
2: is awesome but yeah i just feel like that'd be a very entertaining game and like The best woman in soccer is not even playing soccer right now. Whatever you want to say about it, we said a lot about it already. uh, She wants to get equal rights for her and Mm -hmm. the the rest of her team. And I, yeah. Oh, trust me, we talk about her. That's my that's my WCW Ada. Ada, yeah. (laughs) Shout out Ada.
0: Yeah, cool. No, I'm glad that you you and I had similar thoughts on this. Yeah. I said also that I wished I wanted Marta to be in the World Cup final because I wanted her to win a World Cup. I think that that's what yeah. she's missing in her in her trophy cabinet. You know, five best player in the world trophies, like one multiple league titles, one of the best players in women, US, like in, in US, his, like in not US, I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, the one of the biggest best players in women's soccer history. And so I think all she's missing is that World Cup, yeah, I agree. It's which would be term. cool. But I just Top don't see it happening. Yeah.
1: You want to know what my prediction was, or my which one I want to see was
2: USA England. Ooh. Um now if Marta wins this World Cup, do you think she'll be um known as like the best female player ever? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But
0: then the question also becomes if, though But
1: but sorry, sorry to talk she has to beat this USA team. Okay. If yes. she beats this USA team and she's pivotal in that game,
2: yes. That's why I like a Brazil squad. They have they have some old people and they have some young people. Well, and they got they, some experienced heads, like our though. For Miga, for my God. For Miga and Marta alone are like forty each. Yeah, There's, Marta's not forty.
0: No, nah, yeah. Martha's like 34, 33, I believe she's not super old. For Miga's like forty, but I think that's a good place to draw the line for this episode. I had another topic, but I just like where we were. I think we're good
2: there. I really like anything with the women's game. Yeah, shout out to the women. Shout out to all the women out there. For
0: real. Again, if you're not watching this Women's World Cup, you're a moron. This, this World Cup has been great. Um, <laughs> Idiot. That Chile game yesterday was actually really dope. I, it was kind of <laughs> crazy because the, at most points during the game, I remember thinking the ball hasn't crossed half. And yeah. it was like the U.S. women were yeah. absolutely dominating Chile. And literally, I was watching that Chilean keyboard and I was,
1: I was honestly just baffled. Mesmerized, yeah, is my word. Obviously, like like goalkeeping like hits like hits a little closer to me, and like I don't know. You see good goalkeeping, you just appreciate it. And she,
0: oh, one thing we didn't talk about earlier, and I wanted to bring it up to you guys. When Carly Lloyd scored her first goal, she did a golf clap celebration, kind of mocking and mim- like talking about how you know ridiculous it was that they were talking about their celebrations for the previous week's game. So she literally like just came out after she scored. She went over to her teammates and just did like a little golf clap. And I was like, that's kind of funny because she's got a fucking sense of humor. It's great.
1: It is great. I love it. Um, They're good. They're funny. What can't these women do? Get paid equally. Unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) that's not a joke against Uh, them. That's a joke. You're right. right. All right, guys, as always, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think on our topics. Let us know what you think about these, uh, these rich American owners flocking to Europe. Let us know what you think about Nay's rape case. Is it getting wild? Is it affecting him? Let me know what you think. Let us know all your opinions on the women's game as well. Am I an idiot for for slandering Alex Morgan? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, definitely yes there. But let us know what you think about, the, about this Women's World Cup, about our topic on women changing pitch and goal size potentially. Let us know it all. We'd love to hear your opinions. And as always, thanks for listening, guys.
2: Also. I'm being serious d m me if you want to catch a fade, you run the fades two for one. <laughs>